Welcome to the Evangelizing Catholic Culture Podcast Show with your host, Father David Tickerhoof, T-O-R. Father David is a retired priest currently ministering in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at Our Lady Queen of Peace House of Evangelization. You can find the show notes for each episode on the podcast website, evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. The teachings in this podcast are the thoughts and prayers of Father Tickerhoof and are based upon his good standing in the Catholic Church. And now, here's your host, Father David. You can find the show note for this podcast, Spiritual Healing in Our Daily Lives, podcast number 10 at evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com. Now here's Father David. Welcome to everyone today. It's a good day. Uh, up here in Pittsburgh, we've got the uh, pear blossoms, the apple blossoms, and cherry blossoms coming out. Yeah, spring is uh, finally here. Uh, this, uh, this presentation is going to be a basic introduction to a review and survey of the pastoral charism of healing in the daily life of Christians. In today's society, what we're experiencing, or many are experiencing a kind of chaotic and sometimes painful situations in society, uh, those that are feeling this deeply are becoming more aware of a personal need for spiritual healing in their daily personal lives. So after many attempts, some make many different types of attempts, attempts to solve this, these difficulties and these painful things unsuccessfully, these hurts. They're now finally turning to the spiritual gift of pastoral healing. This need arises when sincere Christians really choose to practice living in, quote, the grace of the present moment, unquote. A while ago, when I was in my office, a person came in experiencing a high degree of distress and some profound fears. When I asked her what I could do for her, she told me that she was experiencing so much internal emotional pain that she couldn't stand it anymore. After listening for a while, I, recommend, I recommended that she consider having one or two sessions for spiritual healing. This is, there is a growing awareness among many of us in this postmodern world for this need. There are some painful things inside all of us that cause us problems in embracing a meaningful and happy life, but these things just won't go away and present multiple problems, in, especially in relationships. Many will take some kind of action to do something about this disruptive pain, and some won't. Some try a variety of self-help methods, Others go to counseling, which is usually as helpful, <clears throat> but the pain and problems don't go away. 
most of us are very aware of various forms of breakdowns and destruction in relationships in our postmodern society. Some families are experiencing painful episodes and broken relationships among its members. Some marriages are falling apart at an unbelievable rate. Some people just simply dissociate or ignore their inner pain, and others try various types of addictive behaviors that eventually lead to serious addictions to escape their pain. For example, drugs, alcohol, deviant sexual behaviors, etc. All are usually an attempt, consciously or unconsciously, to deal with or hide their pain or embarrassment from themselves or also from others. Living in the spirit of, quote, the grace of the present moment, unquote, there is the need to determine what really is going on in the context of our situation, in our life, and in our heart. Therefore, we seek out what the Lord may want to do in our midst or is actually already doing. Much of religious literature is identifying these times as a wonderful outpouring of the goodness, mercy, and action of the Lord God himself. Within the Catholic communion, the last three popes have made major contributions relating to the mercy of God. St. Pope John Paul II wrote his third encyclical on the topic of God's mercy. Pope Benedict's first major writing was on God's love for us, and Pope Francis declared a jubilee year of mercy. These contributions all highlight that this time in the world is a tremendous season of God's divine mercy manifested in the church and in the world. Quoting from St. John's Gospel, chapter 7, On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within them. John 7, 37-38 The gift of divine mercy for the healing of the whole person is an abundance of mercy for healing within the whole person. It is the compassion of the Lord which evokes the power of his love. The extraordinary power of God working within all the dimensions of the whole person, including their relationships. In the life of the church, the nature of healing within the sacraments. The sacramental system provides a huge amount of healing for every participant and the community as a whole. The Eucharistic presence and celebration is itself the apex of all healing contained in the person of the glorified Lord Jesus. At every celebration of the Eucharist, we experience the complete, salvific,
healing power of the Lord's love. As we go through, in time, the very death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus himself. Excuse me. When the Eucharistic celebration is completed, many individuals can witness to frequently experiencing the healing power of Jesus in their personal life. The sacrament of reconciliation, in addition to divine forgiveness and a new start, when celebrated sincerely, lifts off the oppression of the effects of sin and wounds as we experience the healing power of the Lord's compassion and forgiveness. Some time ago, a woman asked to celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation. As she began her confession, I asked her to give me a quick review of her struggles. I did not know her. Among major emotional abuse from her deceased husband, she had been in and out of mental institutions, and she told me that she has been hearing voices since she was a young girl. She has has been under the care of a psychiatrist for a long time. I told her at the end of the prayer of forgiveness that it is good, I said, to ask the Lord to deliver anybody, each person, from any evil, and could I just do that little prayer with her? Then I said with her a very short prayer of deliverance from every other evil, and in the name of Jesus, if there was any evil spirits present in her life, I commanded them to leave her immediately. Several days later, she called and said the voices were gone to my joyful surprise. And then several weeks later, I had a conversation with her, and she said that she had lost her identity as a person, as a woman, and as as a committed Christian because of all the sin and abuse that she had tolerated in her life. And she told me that the Lord had given back her identity as a person, as a woman, which she considered greater than not hearing the voices anymore. The sacrament of the anointing of the sick through the anointing with sacred oil focuses on physical healing or one of two things, physical healing or the preparation of an individual to make one's Passover into the fullness of the kingdom of God. Even though a person may not be healed for further life on this earth, every anointing brings the experience of the healing power of the Lord in the grace of the present moment, spiritually, emotionally, and frequently physically. These three sacraments relate to healing directly. Now, I would like to shift and look at the charism of healing that we find in 1 Corinthians 12.9, one of the charisms uh, in St. Paul's chapter 12. There is a direct relationship between an encounter for healing with the glorified Christ in the sacraments and the practice of the charism of healing identified in 1 Corinthians 12.9. However, 
The two dimensions are distinct in their relationship with each other. The charism of pastoral healing is designed to alleviate the woundedness and brokenness in the lives of our brothers and sisters in the church coming from sin and woundedness and hurts from others. As others. It seems that some of the opportunities revealed in the gospel for using the tremendous healing power of Jesus may have been unintentionally neglected in the life of the church. Jesus himself used the charism of healing exercised by the power of the Spirit consistently in his ministry to others. The healing that Jesus did was, for the most part, always connected to his evangelization, his efforts to build the kingdom of God. When we pray with people outside the sacramental liturgies, we should also do personal evangelization if the situation calls for it. Sometimes it's not good to do. Many people carry a lot of garbage within themselves. The various wounds of the mind, confusion, the heart, the hurts, the woundedness, the poor self-images, all of these things. And I'll give you an example here how freedom comes about. For you're living in a house, a, a condominium, and it's winter and it's cold out and there's a lot of snow. And you say, I'm not taking this garbage out every twice a week. I'll just put, put it down in the basement. And you store your garbage in the basement. Well, after a period of time, you notice that there's rats down there messing around with the garbage. You see them scurrying about. This rats is referring to individual an individual's vulnerability to unnecessary pain and influence by personal evil. When you get rid of the garbage, the various wounds of the mind, heart, and spirit, the rats go. Also, some individuals have been wounded so much that they experience um, a deep, uh, unabiding, uh, unrelieving pain in their heart. Sometimes inside they're just a broken, broken heart or aspects of a broken heart. I should mention here that all pain in the heart does not need healing, and that we need to be very careful in discerning where that pain is coming from. Why? Because in the church, in the mystical tradition of the church, there is an understanding, (coughs) excuse me, of, of various degrees of spiritual pain identifying with the cross of Christ and the pain in the heart of Jesus unto the love union as a gift from above. A transforming, powerful love union united to Jesus in the mystical dimension of a human person. We're not going to look at this issue at the present time. That may be for the later. But it's it's there, and we need to make a discernment and distinguish distinguish exactly what is operating in ministry in the life of a person we pray for. Jesus gave every bit of his power and authority to heal to the church. Quoting, On the evening of the first day of the week, that's Easter Sunday night, 
When the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Shalom, shalom, shalom. This is not the peace you see at times when people wave and say, I hope you're feeling well. This is a peace that's connected directly to the power of the risen Jesus. Shalom, which means more like, I did it. It's over. It's completed. There's freedom for you. All of this now is for you. When he had said this, what did he do first? He showed them his wounds. Now, here's the glorified Jesus. They're just astounded, the disciples, both, I think, men and women. He showed them his hands and his side, the power of the cross. He went through the cross. The power of the cross of Jesus is the direct experience of the healing love of divine mercy from the heart of the Father. The disciples, of course, rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus repeats it to them again. Peace be with you. Shalom, shalom. And then he says, as the Father has sent me. So now, showing them the power of the cross and the obvious glory and power of the resurrection, he says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And what's he do? When he has said this, he breathes on them. So he's giving them a new dimension of the Holy Spirit. And in addition to that, he's commissioning them to do what he did in his ministry and what he would do in them as they exercised the ministry of the gospel, the good news of salvation. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. This is John 20, John, the Gospel of John 20, verses 19 to 23. The third Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day appearance of the Lord Jesus. This is the Lord's invitation and commissioning for the church to exercise the power Jesus gave the disciples after the resurrection. According to one's denomination, there's various approaches ritually of that in the Catholic communion. It's the Eucharist, the anointing of the sick, and the sacrament of reconciliation. However, and this is important, however, this gift was given in a magnanimous manner to be exercised in the pastoral and practical daily lives of its members beyond the sacramental rites of the church. This power from Jesus can be performed in other forms of ministry, especially in the healing ministry, prayer ministry. The pastoral charism for healing can be exercised also in many other areas of the daily life of the members of the church. For example, when individuals pray with one another for particular needs of hurt and wounds, uh, in the daily life. When father, example again, another uh, fathers and mothers praying for their children, the sacrament of marriage, the espousal gift of marriage has within itself the gift of healing for the children and for the family. When fathers and mothers pray for their children, 
when they experience hurts in family life or like in school when in, in many days there's a, there's an awful lot of bullying going on in school and sometimes young kids young children come home and they are so discouraged and they feel so rejected and so hurt or their friends uh, abandon them for some reason they feel so down and they then they start to think and blame themselves and they put a lot of junk in their mind it's not true they'll say i'm not good so nobody seems to love me there must be something wrong with me all of those are lies always seeking permission though when you pray with someone you know exercise a humble and peaceful service of your brother or your sister ask their permission first to see if you can pray with them and not be pushy or uh, trying to manipulate situations. And you ask permission from those to whom you are going, want to pray for. And then only pray for the things that the recipient requests. If you see other things that need attention, that's not your role to point those out. You know, you may mention or ask a question here or there, but it, it basically you, you only pray for what the person at that time is ready for and what they're seeking uh, uh, where the recipient of the prayer requests. So we should praise God in this Easter season of the resurrection, thank, thanking God for the power of the cross in our lives that brings us salvation and new life and frees us from sin, thanking God for the risen, risen power of the resurrection of Jesus, the shalom of peace that is so beautiful in reaching out and exercising a new freedom for ourselves and our brothers and sisters. So in deep thanks to the Lord, may we pray. Lord Jesus, to know you is eternal life. I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. I love you and I place my trust in you. I am sorry for all of my sins and from withholding myself in any way from you, please forgive me and heal any pain I have caused others. I forgive anyone who has hurt me, and I ask you to bless them. In your name, Jesus, I renounce anything in my life that is not of you that I have welcomed into my mind or heart. Wash me in mercy and fill me with your precious blood and the Holy Spirit. Father, all of my need for love and affection is found in your embrace. May I never leave my home in your heart again. And by your grace, I resolve to remain in your shelter and abide in your shade, where you restore to me the joy of salvation. Amen. This prayer was designed by Father John Horn and others. The opinions on this broadcast are those of Father Tickerhoof. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, and please share this podcast with a friend. And to contact Father David, email him at frdavidjt at gmail.com. And be sure to leave Father a star rating on any podcast app. You can find more information about Father David on evangelizingcatholicculturepodcast.com.